Hello there, my name is Corey Durbin, CEO of Shared Health Alliance, and I'd like to welcome you to Running Eyes, a podcast where we take a meaningful, deep dive into the relationships, strategies, and global mission of ASH to change healthcare and change lives. I am here with my very good friend, Adele Brown, from the United, from the U.S. Virgin Islands down in St. Thomas. Adele, great to be with you this morning, or actually your time this afternoon. How are you? Doing great, doing great. Thank you so much, Corey. I'm excited to do this podcast with you. Hey, I, I really appreciate you taking the time. And this is our second try, right? So I was down in the Virgin Islands uh, with my family over the Christmas holiday, and we tried to do this my last day there, and we, we got a great recording uh, <laughs> yeah. and figured out the audio wasn't right. It wasn't quite loud enough, eh? So we're back at it. Yes, yes. Without the video this time. Yeah, and I, I'm in quite a okay. bit colder weather today, so uh, you, you might enjoy a break from it, but I kind of miss the warm weather. <laughs> well, right. we're so so much um, so grateful to you and for your for your involvement in in Alliance for Shared Health, and um, I'm excited for our listeners and for the members of Ash to get to to get to know you a bit better. Um, wow, I think we've known each other a little over four years now, and we started out taking a peek at some of the issues that were going on uh, in the Virgin Islands when I had reached out to you about what's going on with healthcare, And I don't know, is it, how, how is, how's the situation down there after all the, the hurricanes and now COVID and any, any new news to report relative to what kind of access is going on in the VI with healthcare? It's the same. It's the same. We, people are resilient. Um, it's in the nature, it's in our DNA. And so uh, we we make do with what we have, but what we have is not great. I'll give you an example. Right after the hurricane, um, we have the patients, dialysis patients, they had to send them off island um, for treatment. And some of them never came back, or most of them, it seemed, didn't come back. And um, at that point, you know, it was just moving people around to get the care that was needed. And so no one considered, insurance was not an issue uh, at that point. But it always comes back to haunt you. Um, so all of this care, who's paying for this? Um, and 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 you you can't even get a single policy here, a pol- policy for a single person here in the Virgin Islands, which is unheard of. Hmm. Um, and this is why my connection with you has been so important because I believe that it's it's a game changer. It's a it it makes healthcare available to any and everybody who wants it. Um, and who needs it? Not only the fact that um, Ash gives uh, can can we can help share with anybody. Doesn't matter how many not the numbers, uh, age. It doesn't matter. Um, but also to the cost, um, it's it's better, and you get this. It's com- you, you can compare it to in health to insurance. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the cost is is less, um, and you get the same care, and we share. One of the things that I love is that is the fact that. Um, because of the people that's involved in health care and health sharing, we also care about each other's health. And yeah. I love that. Um, you know, somebody uh, in the United States and maybe in, in another part, Missouri or wherever, might have a challenge. And if, if I hear about it because we're sharing, you can pray. You know, you can you can, up, you can we can hold up each other because times are difficult. Times are, are tough. Our God has made tough people, um, but we need each other. It's the gospel is relational. And so we're able to support There's that supportive part that you can get out of the health sharing that you don't get in insurance. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that 
when we um, began to talk about the formation of the nonprofit and the 501c3 that was, I, I guess, appealing because our family had been coming down to the, the USVI at that time for close to 15, 16 years. And it, it felt like a home to us and the people felt like family. And so uh, now what Mike Hinchis and, and you as one of the board members have, have put together with ash and making it available we're excited about that and so as far as kind of jumping into your you've you've been the vi your whole life right or you actually maybe spent some time away going to college if i recall correct yes my higher education was in the united states and um went to uh, graduated from Creighton University in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, then I went to Bible school um, in Oklahoma and um, came back home. Um, I, I felt led to come back home and, and just come, you know, just roll up my sleeves and get involved in the Virgin Islands and the people of the Virgin Islands. And um, our ministry, we have a church, but also to our, it's, it's a ministry, which means that we meet the needs. We help meet the needs um, of the people, the needs that we can meet. And coming, meeting you, Corey, it was like another opportunity to meet another need. Um, mm. And for me, that was a tremendous blessing um, because I believe in in health, in, in us taking care of our bodies. But I also believe in healing um, because of what I've been through, but also to health care, maintaining, getting good health care, um, health services. That's important. And so me connecting with you, it, it, it's another avenue of the ministry helping to meet people's needs, introducing to something that they don't have that can actually extend their lives, make living enjoyable. Well, and isn't that such a big part of it? Because if if someone, if we just tell people about God and the, the importance of having a relationship with God and with Jesus Christ, it's it becomes just noise to some people if their physical needs aren't being met. And so I think Ash has become a critical part of that. Like, you know, let's help people meet the meet their physical yes. needs and their family's needs from a healthcare yes. standpoint. Yes. And then, you know, they can say, hey, that that there's something different about that organization. And you you referenced some of the own, your own challenges. You want to mm-hmm. share a little bit about about that situation? Well, um, I was, I put it this way. I wasn't born to live <laughs> from, the, from the time I was born. I, I, I was always sick, um, be, between clinics, hospitals, overnight in hospitals. Um, that, that was my life. And, um, I, in me making, I made Jesus Lord of my life at a young age, at the age of around 13, um, did my first missionary trip probably around the age of 14, 15, um, graduated, went to college, went to Bible school, and I knew that healing was all a part of the cross, and um, but I never grasped the the significance and how to capture it in my body. Mm. And um, and I have to say this: thank God for first of all medical science, thank God for uh, insurance, and thank God especially for Ash because. Ash meets and Ash comes to a place where it meets people's needs, where health insurance can't because it's so expensive. Um, basically, having gone through the clinics, the hospitals, the you know, I just got on our on our honeymoon, Aden and I, on our honeymoon, I was having surgery. <laughs> mm. I mean, just yeah, we didn't really have a honeymoon unless you want to consider being in a hospital a honeymoon. Um, so. No. <laughs> but I, but I, I learned. And so I'm able, 
and I'm blessed in that I'm able to connect people with healthcare, and I'm also able to connect people with the healing power of God, healing through faith, healing through medicine. I have no problems with both. They both work, um, but I love faith in God. But, and, but, and here again, I go back. I love Ash because Ash, it really, if, if anyone listening to this podcast would grab hold of this, Ash meets a need that is not, it, they, they fit into a position where others, where health insurance is not able to go. Um, and I'll give you an example. Just even the, um, the um, prescriptions, people that, that um, have, uh, that use prescriptions for different ailments they have, some of them are so expensive. I have, I right. mean, I didn't realize, right. can you believe a prescription could cost $10,000? <laughs> I, I have never we, heard such a thing in my life. Yeah, we see it all the time, and it's it's one of those things that we have the Sharks program um, as a vendor program to support Ash because it, it helps our members get uh, access to these high cost meds, the Victozas and Humalogs for diabetics, or high cost specialty medications, and we've we've seen drugs filled like Strenzik that are over a million dollars a year that our members get for free. So it's wow. it's a drastic thing, and it, it's the great part about that sharks relationship is it, it doesn't create stress on the Ash Needs Fund because these drugs don't end up costing the program anything. So really, really uh, important part, and a lot of health shares um, don't have access to that. To, to high cost meds. So it, it becomes a hole in some of the other programs. Um, and I, you know, and, and you referenced uh, uh, some of the, the missions work that you, you know, you had went on your first mission trip when you were 14. I, I love hearing the story of your mission trip to Africa. I know we, uh, uh, Alliance for Shared Health members have a conjoinment to BAIC, as you know, over in Ethiopia mm-hmm. yeah. um, through our predecessor relationship. And you've got a pretty close relationship with with some pastors over yeah. in Africa, yeah. if I recall. And yeah. uh, that story, uh, yeah. I, I always talk about the story of our board going over there. This was you weren't able to join us on that trip. It was so impactful for me and to me. And it's one of the things that I believe really continues to impact the work we do. It drives us when we have tough days and, and these kind of things. Mm-hmm. What about that trip that you took? It left such an imprint on you and has made a difference in, in the work yeah. that you do every day. First of all, I want to say it's amazing that Ash is able to so to support that mission in Ethiopia, because tell me, it's a hospital. What's yeah. So the the members, yeah, the members um, of Ash have pay a small conjoinment fee to connect to BAIC. And one of the things that has happened is um, for, for every dollar that's sent, it, it's like sending thirty three U.S. dollars over yeah. there. Mm-hmm. And uh, a pediatric hospital has been open. It's the first one in in all of Ethiopia. It's, wow. Uh, right now there's 60 beds. They're going to open another 40 beds in the next eight months here. It's fantastic. And then just really see lives saved. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah, it, it, it really is. And that's, that, that makes me feel good. Um, and I, and I know it, it makes the people in Ash feel really good that yes, my health care my my health is being taken care of through ash being a part of this this body this membership and at the same time 
I'm able to be a blessing to people in another country and a tremendous mm. blessing. And this is the power of it. God sees this, God honors it, and God will help every single person that's involved in ASH. He's going to help them because he tells us this is our mission. This is it, helping the poor, uh, helping those who are who can't help themselves. And we're talking about children. I mean, children. I mean, my heart just goes out to that. I just love that right. so much. So um, you had this trip to Africa. What year was was that? I think the story oh. you you started to reference at one point that I just I just shake my head in amazement at the story. Well, it was um, 2000. I, I don't even remember the exact year. Um, but uh, we were invited to to minister in Kenya, and um, our host. We met our host, and they took us into the interior. Now, for many. Uh, uh, many people and like myself, I didn't understand. I did not know what the interior meant. The interior is a place where you go where no no one wants to go, which is where there's no electricity, uh, no running water. Um, but we went and um, and we went ignorantly in that we love I, I love missions. Um, but I always used to tell God, okay, God, I'll go anywhere in the world for you. Anywhere you send me to go, just make sure that, you know, that I'm staying in a hotel, like a five-star hotel, and, you know, I have all the things that I'm accustomed to. Well, we went to the interior. <laughs> so it was quite interesting. No electricity. What was the five-star hotel was there? <laughs> Far from it. As a matter of fact, just to give you an idea, where we stayed um, in the interior, far in the interior, there was, um, they call it a hotel, um, but it wouldn't be a hotel. But anyway, the room that we stayed in, it had a bathroom, praise the Lord. Uh, but <laughs> the pipes, the, 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 the walls to the bathroom, they were open. There were holes, big holes where the pipes <laughs> run. There were holes around it. And the thing about it is malaria is an issue in that part of the world. And, and, and so I can see easily how the children get malaria uh, and how people get malaria because the, you know, when you build a house, you close it, right? Mm -hmm. you, have, you know, mm -hmm. these houses were not closed. And so you'd, you'd want to take a shower. Only one person could be in the bathroom at a time. And when you take a shower, everything got wet. The toilet, right. the thing, the mm. just everything. Um, and it, it was just really, it was just really horrendous for me. But this is the wonderful thing. I went with sheets. I went with bug spray. I had everything I needed to make me feel like as if I was in a, uh, a three-star hotel. <laughs> <laughs> so God made a way for me, and we thoroughly enjoyed it. The people were great. The people loved God. Um, one of the things that really was heartbreaking for us was, and, and, and this really got my husband moving, um, and that was we saw several children that had malaria mm. and um, we prayed for for some of them and, and come to find out one of the one of the little girls um, didn't make it. Um, the others did, but one little girl ah, didn't. So and um, yeah, it, it really was. And m before we left, my husband said, I want to get involved in this. I want to get involved in um helping children in, in these countries. And um, we, we looked and we searched for opportunities, but it, we, we never really found the opportunity to do it. But here again, now that we're involved in it, we're, on a, we're operating from, from a different level, from a different perspective now. And so we, um, we, when we were leaving the, um, the 
interior to go to another city, the children were running behind the car. And what my husband did was he bought um, lollipops and things like that for them and gave it to them. And they were running behind the car. And yeah. it was just so heartrending to see um, the children. And the, the, the water situation was hard. It was just really not a healthy situation. And one pastor told me when we went to another city, he said, it's by the grace of God, we're still alive. That's right. what he told me. Um, because the water that they wash clothes in is the water that they get to make to cook with, is the water they defecate in. It's the same water, same river water. Um right. but anyway, we were headed towards the Maasai tribe at a um a resort uh to to minister to them. And um they we we were in a, a vehicle and we were supposed to, we were crossing a, a bridge, and what happened was the the bridge was not there. So we proceeded to drive on the rocks and the rocks got stuck. Uh, um, the, the truck got stuck from the oh, rocks wow. underneath. So we were stuck in the middle of this river and, and the, there was no water. The water was so low. We could have actually walked over it and really not gotten wet. Okay. Um, so we were stuck in the vehicle waiting for the people from the reserve. Um, if you want to go um, to see the animals, you go to a reserve. So we were there in the uh, in the river because it, the water was low, waiting for the people from the reserve to come. They said they were going to bring a, a vehicle to pull uh, the truck we were in out of the water. So we're sitting there waiting. And all of a sudden, we heard a loud sound, very loud. That does not and sound good. <laughs> no. <laughs> And we turned our head in the direction of where the sound was coming from. And there was a deluge of water coming down and the water was taller than the vehicle we were in. Wow. And what was there a was, dam there or something like that or what? It was water that came from the mountains in which apparently they must, they, they, they told us that they had, they had a hard shower, a hard rain. Oh, wow. And so the rain just came down strong. And what it did was it took the vehicle that we were in, it turned it around in circles, and then we, it stopped and the water started to rise. Hmm. And we had with us uh, a couple pastors from 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 Kenya and um, in the truck with us were pastors from Kenya, and um, there was a one or two pastors that were from the Maasai tribe, and um, it was so interesting. Um, so the the truck turned around, turned around, and it stopped, and the water is now rising, and we're all in the truck sitting down, and the water is rising, 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 and I finally said. And nobody's saying anything. So I finally said, we've got to get out of this truck before we <laughs> drown. You know, I, I, and, and for me, I'm thinking, well, they should know this. This is their Women's home. intuition, right? <laughs> yeah, but this is their home. You know, they should know this. But anyway, so my husband, they had a, my husband had a difficult time getting out of the truck, but he finally got out. And then he came around on the other side to take me out. And I told him I wasn't going out. He needed to first take our bag that had our passports to shore. Now we had cameras. We had taken a camera, an expensive camera. Um, we had our clothes. We had, because we were moving from one location, different parts of the, of um, uh, Kenya to, to minister the word. And so so I told him I wasn't getting out until he took to shore our bag. Because Now, Adele, I'm, you know that if, if you're on a plane and it, they tell you if it goes down to leave your, your baggage behind, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that you would follow that rule. 
<laughs> Keep going. Well, well, a plan might be a little bit different, but anyway, so he, <laughs> maybe so. Yeah, he, he did that, and it's getting it's the, the, it's getting dusk, and so he did that, and then he came back for me, and I couldn't get out the wind that we couldn't get the door open, mm. and so finally, mm. after him pulling and me pushing and kicking, um, and opening up the window, which brought in more water faster. <laughs> Um, he took me out and uh, he took me to shore and then he, he went back out looking for our host. And so where he's calling out, we're calling out for the host, um, come to find out she was on the roof of the car and mm. the other pastors, they had already gotten to shore. So anyway, he, anyway, he helped her get to shore. So we're there on shore, on the shore now we're wet, we're cold and, um, they're trying to take out SIM card to put in another one for the country they're in so they could call the, um, the reserve because the other person that had the phone, his phone died. And so um, while they're, they're doing that and trying to get the a phone working to call the, the, um, the hotel, the reserve um, thing, the reserve, um, it's getting dark. And when it gets dark, I started to see eyes mm. looking around at us. And of course, I wasn't too thrilled about that. What are those eyes? What's what are those eyes looking at me? And um, oh, so wow. I said, so finally, I said, listen, we need to make a fire. We need to build a fire. And so they got wood um, and they, they built a fire. Now, this is what's so interesting. What, when they got the, um, the SIM card and they called the reserve, they said, they called the rangers and the rangers said they would come and get us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so what happened was the rangers came, they got us and they took us up to where they were and they fed us and, um, you know, gave us blankets and stuff because we were wet. And so they told us to wait a couple hours because the water would reside. And then we could go down and, and get our stuff, retrieve our clothes and different things. And so, we ate, they fed us, we ate, and then we, we went down a couple hours later and the water did reside almost like the way it was when we got stuck there. Wow. So what happened was um, I wanted to get the camera because the, cam the camera was a very, it was like a $9,000 camera. Mm. And so I asked the ranger to go out to the van, um, the, the truck we were in, and bring the camera, take the camera out of the truck so we could try and preserve it, save it if at all possible. And the uh, ranger told me no. Um, so I said, well, it's not, I mean, it's not, um, there's not a lot of water there. You can walk, you can actually walk. You don't have to swim. We had to swim. My husband had to swim uh, <laughs> to, to get me on shore. He had to swim to get to shore. I mean, everybody had to swim. The water is down. Um, please go and get the camera. And he said, no. I said, well, why not? He said, in the water, there are crocodiles. Oh. That was a, a, a shocker for us. This was new news for Auden, I would assume. Yes, yes. Oh, and then where we built the fire, where the men built the fire, was where every night elephants cross in that area looking for food. So we could have been trampled on. We could have been killed by crocodiles. And whatever those eyes were, only God knows. Right. <laughs> so they took us back up um, to the reserve. And our our 
host, hostess, she is uh, from Tanzania. So they speak the same language um, as they do in Kenya. And so when we were stuck in the, um, on land, and he saw the eyes. He called the uh, the reserve, not the rangers. He called the reserve and told them, um, spoke something very fast and rapid, like as if he was, you know, scared or excited or whatever mm-hmm. in Swahili. Okay. He's uh, and he spoke them in Swahili very fast. And um, so the host is watching him because she understands Swahili. She didn't tell us what um, he said. But when we went back up to the reserve the second time after we had gotten our stuff, she asked him, well, what was what was all of that about? And um, because this is what happens when you to become a man, you have to kill a lion or you have to do something major. Um, And and he told the guy told us the, the Maasai told us that you kill a lion. That's when you become a man. And That's so what I had when, to do. Yeah. <laughs> so when we when we saw the eyes, apparently he told the people at the reserve, and this is how she said to us. She said, "Hurry, come, come, come! The 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 lions, the lions are coming. They're there. I see them. We see them." And she looks at him, really, and re- with her eyes. I I would not have liked to have been him because apparently what happened was in the truck um, when he was speaking to us. Well, he was telling us, oh, yeah, I mean, when the lions see us, they're afraid. They become afraid and they run. But now the story has changed. They're coming after us. They're going to kill us. They're going to attack us. Totally different. So it, it was it was quite an experience to see and to hear what was going on. But this is what was so, so funny was when after, after I would minister the word, the same guy, the same Maasai guy, he would then go back and preach the same thing to the people. <laughs> he was Because he was so excited. It was a fresh word for right. them from the Lord. It, they were able to breathe. Um, it, they, they were encouraged. Um, they were built up. But I mean, it was so just so interesting that in the truck, he was bragging about how the lions are afraid of them when they see him, um, <laughs> when they see them. And then when this incident happens, he's all afraid and afraid that they're coming to, to kill and to eat. Thank God we didn't know that. <laughs> well, it, it it sounds like you had your uh, crossing the Red Sea experience and your uh, being delivered from the lion's den experience all in the same day. So that's, uh, you know, you check those two things off the box at once, right? <laughs> yeah. But, God, but is, God, is, God is good. I mean, he's he's good. He When you're on the mission, and Ash is a mission, when you're on the mission, he provides He takes care of you. He protects you. And that's the wonderful thing. That's what I love about serving God. I I love hearing that. I think the thing that we want to convey as much as possible, I know Mike Hinch just harps on this, and is, yes, members of ASH get their own medical needs shared, and they get to help others share in their needs. And the goal is for this to be, and it is, an international mission where we're all connected to something much bigger than ourselves yeah Yeah. and so it's and and that's part of what reaching out into the usvi is all about and providing a health share solution that 
is, you know, really starts to open up some ways for uh, residents in the VI to have access to care that they, they just frankly have limited options, right? Right. Yeah, very limited. Very limited. So you know, as we, a matter of fact, when you first came down, if they had listened to you about telemedicine, when um, the pandemic hit, things would have been a lot better. But they, they, uh, people are, people are hard-headed. Right. Especially when you're politically motivated. Well, and thankfully now the doors have been open there and we've got the, the virtual primary care solution and telemedicine solutions are opened up. And you, yeah, it's such um, it, though the, the lack of availability to those things is also one of the things that really drives up the cost of healthcare. And you get a small number of doctors that I think in, they, they do want to help people, but they also start to realize they're the only game in town. And so you, you in order to um, control prices and help things be more affordable, it's you, you need uh, more supply, right? And yes. that's what one of the things that ASH provides, even though it's not insurance, is, is a way to um, increase the supply. And my thing is that it's less expensive. I mean, when you look at the cost um, of insurance, down here. And, and Corey, you've been coming here 14, 15 years. So, you know, the cost of living here is very high. Mm-hmm. So put into consideration the cost of insurance too, that people are, I mean, I think the, the VI is probably at least, I would say maybe about 50% of the VI is considered at the, at the poverty level, mm. statistically based on, on, on the U.S. census and things like that. Um, it's expensive to live here, and and insurance is expensive. Um, well, and, and going through two hurricanes and now COVID, and uh, no cruise ships coming in, and and uh, a lot less tourist activity. Although certainly very busy when we were there, which was nice right. to see uh, yes. a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it 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 cannot have helped the current situation. So availability of of programs like Ash, I think, are critical, and it's it's critical all over. It's critical over the United States in every state and certainly mm-hmm. critical in the USVI too. Amen. That's that's so true. I just I just love the concept of ash. I just I really I really do. Um like you said ash is bigger than us and it connects us. It's a connecting um ministry as well. I mean who would have ever thought Ethiopia and, you know, there are other places too. I'm sure that eventually doors will open in other places to where we'd be able to be a blessing um, to other places. But And here again, all of that comes from all of us working together. That comes from all of us sharing our health cost. Yeah, that's certainly the larger vision, I think, is Ethiopia just a starting point uh, mm-hmm. for the international uh, expansion of, of helping people access care all over that haven't had access. And, you know, we, I know Mike speaks so highly of your participation on the board and you're such a prayer warrior and uh, Ash does face constant scrutiny. So do other health shares regarding regulatory issues and insurance companies don't like health shares and right. DOIs don't really like health shares because they don't get premium taxes from health shares. And so we need more options. And so, and I, and having folks like you on the board who understand what Ash is trying to accomplish both internationally and at the local levels with, with the care and just praying things out. Uh, it, yeah. it continues to be so important as Ash continues yeah. to push through obstacles and, and leap over obstacles. So thank you for what you're doing there. And these small obstacles are the doorway for the greater, to be a greater blessing. Mm. Um, we will get through them. God is with us. 
Uh, yeah, amen to that. Well, thank you, Adele. It's it's so great to visit with you. Let, let's let's do this again sometime. Oh, definitely, definitely. Thank you so much, Corey, for inviting me. Thanks, Adele. Talk to you soon. Have a okay, great afternoon. Great. Thanks. You too, Corey. God bless Bye-bye. you. Bye. I have two daughters, and I was fortunate with our family to be able to go down to the U.S. Virgin Islands for the first, until uh, they were about in fourth or fifth grade, my daughters were homeschooled. And we got to know so many people as we went down to the Virgin Islands in January, usually the first two or three weeks of that year. And I would work remotely. We had some friends that owned a house and we were able to stay there very inexpensively. And it's kind of become a second home to us. We don't have a home there, but I had the good fortune of getting to know Adele Brown. And it's been such a privilege she has a passion for the residents and for what is her really her family in the Virgin Islands. And she wants to see Ash have a significant impact in the USVI. Uh, access to health care is, is so challenging down there. If, if you don't work for the government, there really isn't a lot of uh, there aren't a lot of options for you. And so it's a privilege to spend time with her. She is a woman who is full of faith. She's been through a whole lot in her life and she's kind of seen it all. And so uh, having her on the board of Alliance for Shared Health, as I you, you all have heard me talk to Mike Hinches before, he just loves having Adele on that team. She brings a really fresh perspective and she comes with a, a really faith-filled perspective where she believes that ash is going to have that long-term impact that it's supposed to have and continue to grow and it takes people like that with a passion on the ash board to do what ash is called to do every day and i enjoyed getting to talk to her and i and i'm hopeful that we'll have her on again real soon